Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of 219 Green Connect, where we explore topics about the environment and green living in Northwest Indiana. For past show archives, news, and upcoming events, you can check out our website at 219greenconnect.com or join us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. I'm your host, Kathy Sipple, and with me today I have Thais Carter. She is the Coordinator for Communications at the Institute for Leadership and Service at Valparaiso University, and she is here today to tell us about a special event that they're going to be hosting next month. So welcome, Thais. Thank you. Really um, we are really excited to get the opportunity to share with your listeners this conference that we have coming up, in large part because, you know, in the midst of March Madness, which is when we're talking about this, I feel like oftentimes when it comes to how people think about Valparaiso University and the community, it's typically related to basketball. Uh, and so we really want to expand the region's imagination about uh, reasons you might want to be rooting for Valpo. And we think that this upcoming conference is a great example of one of the things that we'd love to see the community really get behind. Um, Great. I think you and I have had this conversation in the past about the fact that the Institute for Leadership and Service, um, one of the things that we believe strongly is that learning more about how to lead and serve in the world isn't something that ends um, once you get a college degree. Uh, and when we decided to work on um, this Bridgework conference, which is what we call it, we wanted to come up with a theme that we thought would not only engage students here at Valpo, but engage with community members who we saw also really kind of like struggling with these ideas. How do we lead and serve well in the region, in our state, in the country, in the world? And it seemed like there was really no better uh, topic to try to dig into than kind of climate change and environmental challenges, in large part because I think that obviously it's in the news. These are things that, um, that we're kind of reading about in all these different spaces. But also just in terms of our natural context, I think being located so close to the Indiana Dunes, I think being um, so close to East Chicago and the things that have been happening there um, in terms of you know, polluting the water and all of that, I think that there are ways in which these topics are very real and very tangible to people in Northwest Indiana. And so when we sat down to kind of talk about the type of conference we'd like to create, all of this was really kind of swirling around for us. And Bridgework, um, kind of at its core, is meant to be a conference that literally bridges research and practice, or research and work. Um, and so the way that the day is structured is that we have a keynote speaker who we bring in in the morning who shares out of their scholarly research. Um, we do kind of a student research exchange where students who are engaged on these topics share some of the work that they've been um, looking at over the last academic year. And then the afternoon, um, historically, has kind of been focused on practitioner panels um, of folks who are actively out doing the work around the theme in kind of their different local and state contexts. And so this year, we've kind of taken that practitioner panel model and broken it down instead of having all practitioners talking together, creating these interdisciplinary panels that are each engaging with a question that we think directly informs practice um, but is also just kind of structuring in a different way so that if you're somebody who already fully understands kind of the core issues and thinking about kind of climate and environmental factors, that you don't have to sit through somebody talking about 
um, you know, kind of like defining terms, and instead you can get more into, you know, the weeds on kind of major debates um, happening around, you know, can we be both economically prosperous and ecologically sound? Is that even like a fair um, you know, pro-con conversation to be having. Um, and I think the same goes for, you know, debates around kind of religious issues and whether or not you can be somebody who, you know, has deep faith and also um, a deep concern for the fact that the world is getting warmer. Um, and so the day as we've, you know, conceived of it is going to allow people to come in and kind of kick off with a really strong um, kind of information, what is the best research out there right now, and then move into, and now that we know these things, what are we called to do about it? Great. Well, that sounds like a very timely conversation and a very timely event. <laughs> and it coincides with, I, I just want to put in a plug, too, for the Earth Day that has been happening at you know, Porter County Expo Center. And to me, it seems like this really addresses a completely different type of um, visitor, and it, it brings kind of you know, that scholarly approach. And I think that they both really have their place to help educate people about being better stewards, you know, of the earth and the local environment. So this is really cool. Do you want to talk about some of your, your speakers that you've got coming in? Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that we were thinking about is, so we're the Institute for Leadership and Service. You know, if you look at the mission of Valparaiso University, we talk about wanting this to be a community of learning that's dedicated to excellence, um, and we talk about wanting to prepare students to lead and serve in both church and society. And when we think about the ways that we've already been leading, you know, we have um, kind of a nationally renowned meteorology program. We have this kind of leading edge um, solar energy research facility. And then when it comes to service, you know, we have students out doing service at the dunes and kind of all over the region on a regular basis. And we have faculty who are here doing research on their own that is related to all of these topics. And so when we thought about how can we create depth in the ways that we're already kind of rich on some of these um, kind of core things? We wanted to put together um, a conference that started with somebody who was really good at making their scholarly research accessible to different types of people. And so Janelle Hanrahan, um, she's an assistant professor of atmospheric sciences at Linden State College in Vermont. I won't go into her whole bio, but I encourage you to Google her. Um, but her keynote address is going to focus on starting the climate change conversation, what we know and why we must act. And one of the things that she's been exceptionally good at is engaging her students not just um, as kind of scholars and future scientists themselves, but as citizens and getting them engaged around issues of policy um, and kind of marching for things that, you know, they believe need to be, need to have attention called to them, which I think is really important. But she's also spent just as much time going to elementary schools and community organizations and nonprofits in her area, um, working with math and science. Um, educators in the elementary schools and high schools to integrate these types of topics into what they're teaching in their classrooms. And so she is just such a great example of someone who both has a really phenomenal um, kind of scholarly background. The research that she's doing um, on climate change in the Great Lakes I think is phenomenal, but she's also somebody who's not content to just be in a classroom teaching. Um, she wants to make sure that lots of different people have access to that information in ways that are relevant to them and resonate with them. And so she's going to be kicking off the day. Um, and then in the afternoon, we have these three different 
panels. So the first one is kind of, you know, we've been jokingly referring to it internally as Climate Change 101, but um, formally it's known as Terms of Engagement, Framing the Climate Conversation. And we're really fortunate. We have um, an outstanding meteorology alum, Zach Bruick, who's coming back from his um, graduate program in Colorado to help moderate this conversation. And it's going to include Rachel Graneman, who um, she's an attorney with the Environmental Law and Policy Center in Chicago. We're going to have another meteorology alum, Kyle Brown, who's um, working with the National Weather Service. We have Dr. Jose Alfaro. He is an assistant professor of practice at the University of Michigan School for Environment and Sustainability. And he actually created this incredible student organization called Sustainability Without Borders. And it's this interdisciplinary student organization that's working with communities to develop ethical partnerships for learning and enhancing sustainability. He's phenomenal. Um, and then we're also going to have Meg Mall. Um, she's another Valpo alum, and she actually is currently serving as the executive director at Faith Alliance for Climate Solutions in D.C. Um, and she's got over 15 years of nonprofit experience, but she's now bringing all of that to bear around issues of how people of faith can educate and organize around climate-related causes. So that panel is basically going to be kind of helping set up how we talk about this conversation and the fact that, you know, there are key terms that sometimes get overlapped. So the fact that there are differences between how we talk about extreme weather weather and how we talk about climate um, and how we think about environmental policy in light of those two things and that there's also the pieces that come um, with kind of pollution and environmental justice factors and that all of these things are related. And so this, uh, this first track is going to help people kind of tie together these various concepts into kind of creating a framework for how we move forward. Um, the second track is, you know, it comes out of the fact that in you know, January, we had, um, you know, the MLK Day celebration here at Valparaiso University, and one of the um, focus sessions was all about the environment. And one of the questions that I felt kind of came up, it was asked a lot of different kinds of ways in the Q&A, but it was this idea of, like, what can we even do? You know, when we think about climate-related issues, it's all just so big. It can feel really overwhelming. And so we wanted to bring together a group of people who can talk about what some of the practical actions are that people can think about, that they can talk to their kids about. Um, and so rather than be completely daunted by the size and scope of the threat, you know, we really wanted folks who can talk about, like, okay, let's break it down into small pieces and think, you know, strategically about what we can be about. Um, so that panel is going to include Dr. Julie Peller. She's actually faculty here at Valparaiso University, and she's been part of the team that has been doing research um, at this super fun site in East Chicago. Um, we have Kim Ferraro. She actually is um, an alum of Valpo's Law School, and she is currently the Agri Agricultural Policy Director and Senior Staff Attorney at the Hoosier Environmental Council. Um, we have Reverend Lewis Tillman. He's coming to us from Philadelphia. Um, in addition to being a pastor at a church there, he's a member of the Lutherans Restoring Creation Board of Directors, and he was part of this 2015 Green Faith Emerging Leaders um, Climate Convergence Group um, that actually took a bunch of uh, young people to Rome to kind of be in conversation with Pope Francis about his encyclical regarding climate change. Um, so he's, you know, really got this great kind of community and religious feel that he's bringing to the conversation. And then we have James Nagel, another Valpo alum. Um, he works as a solar PV systems engineer at Clean Energy Associates in San Diego. But he's also somebody who is really kind of in his own kind of personal life and not just professional life, been really engaged around issues of environmental preservation. He's on the board of Holden Village. Um, you know, he hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, and I think that was a really transformative experience for him. And so he's going to be talking a little bit about those experiences. 
Um, and then in the third track, we really wanted to think about what some of these questions are that prevent us from coming together in the ways that we're going to need to to really make change possible. Um, that oftentimes, I think it's, I personally think that it's unique um, to the United States approach to these topics, um, but we have these, these ideas about who is on our team and who is not on our team. And so we wanted this third track, which we've titled Only in America, Unpacking the Debates that Divide. Um, we really wanted to bring together some folks who can talk about what we think are the three major um, kind of hurdles in conversation. So one being economy versus ecology, which I, referred, which I referenced earlier, this idea that well, if we want to be economically prosperous, if we want to you know, have good jobs for people, then we need to be committed to these kind of fossil fuel-related industries that have supported um, working-class people you know, for as long as the United States has been in existence, versus being able to be people who are thinking, who are environmentally conscious and want to be thinking about what that means and being proactive about alternative fuel sources and things like like that. And we really believe that that's a false argument, that there are ways that people are already starting to kind of like find that middle ground. And so we want to address that. The faith versus science, which I mentioned earlier, that there are people who can be extremely faithful and also care deeply about creation care um, in the same way that there are people who are very scientifically minded, who see the facts on the ground, but who also have a sense of awe for the natural world around us and the, the idea that like there is something worth um, kind of taking pause and appreciating, and that's another kind of false uh, false dichotomy that we set up, and the third being this idea of domestic versus international, that you know somehow in doing what is in the best interest for America that we can't participate with other um, global actors in kind of making change. I think you know the pulling away from the Paris Climate Agreement was you know one such um, example of that, but I think there are others as well. And so we wanted to pull together some folks who can help us dig into these um, these big conversations. And so we're very excited to be having Janine Kayembe. Um, she is this phenomenal person who founded an organization called Urban Creators in Philadelphia, um, which is focused on environmental farming, um, working with city government and artists um, to kind of collaborate on this idea of how to make the urban farm something that is not just trendy, um, but that's actually kind of getting at some of these root issues around food injustice in urban communities. Um, you know, we have Ryan Anderson. His bio on the website doesn't even do him justice. He's currently the program lead at the Delta Institute, which is a nonprofit that collaborates with communities to kind of solve complex environmental challenges, specifically in the Midwest. But um, his research and his interests go far beyond the Midwest, and he's a really exciting young person who's doing some just really fascinating work around a variety of issues. He's, he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife when it comes to environmental stuff, so we're excited to have him. Um, Stephen Holcomb, who is a VU alum, and he's currently the team lead for environmental policy at NYSource um, in Merrillville. And then we have Dr. Crystal Clayville, and she's a visiting assistant professor in philosophy and religion, and she's really focused on ecological approaches to biblical interpretation. Um, and so we're really excited to kind of have somebody who, above and beyond being a person of faith who practices and cares about the environment, somebody who actually studies the way that you know, faith communities think about these things. Um, so we think that those four people are also in a really great position to talk about kind of policy and 
um, kind of the implications of how we think about these major debate points. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the tracks, and I know that that's a lot of information to kind of download all at once, and I really encourage everybody to go to our website, valpo.edu forward slash lead serve. Um, you'll see a tab for Bridgework, and all of the information is there, um, including the link to register for the event. And so, you know, you can register for just the morning program, or you can register for just one of the tracks in the afternoon, um, or you can register for the whole day, which we think is, you know, again, a great mix. Um, we're going to have breakfast provided by Roots Organic Cafe in downtown Valpo, and then we'll also have lunch, um, some, a really kind of great healthy lunch spread that's uh, provided through University Catering in the afternoon. But breakfast and lunch are both free. There will be plenty of coffee. Um, and it's really a day that we think it's important to engage. And I would just say, you know, students don't often realize that it's something that they need, but I think it's really impactful for students to see members of the community to, like showing up at events like this because it's a good reminder that you don't stop asking these questions and being thoughtful about these things once you graduate, that this, you know, lifelong learning is a real thing. And I think that, you know, there are a lot of folks in Northwest Indiana that are really hungry for better information about these issues. And so I hope that, you know, not just for their own benefit, but I think, you know, to help kind of model for our young people that, like, these are questions that we should be continuously wrestling with um, and, being you know, thinking creatively and strategically about. I would hope that you would also come out and feel like you're doing your part uh, to help, help model for students that this is a conversation we should keep on having. Right, great. And I'm not sure that we actually said the, the date. We want to go ahead and say the time and the date to make sure everybody's got that as well? Yeah, the, uh, the conference is held on Saturday, April 21st. Um, it starts at 9 a.m. promptly uh, so that we can end at 2 p.m. promptly. Um, if you're only interested in the afternoon session, which I know, you know there are a lot of other Earth Day-related events happening that weekend, so if you could only come for part of it, the morning program goes from 9 to uh, 1.30, and then uh, the afternoon program – or no, it goes from – sorry, my bad – goes from <laughs> – that would be a long morning program. It goes from 9 to 11.30, and then the panel conversations start at 12.30, and then we'll end at 2. Great, great. And then what is the cost to attend? It is free. It is free, free, free. Um, wow. This, again, you know, the university and the institute in particular want to be seen as a place where, you know, we want to make these conversations accessible to students and members of the community, and we don't want to put anything in the way of you feeling like you can come and be part of this. So it is free. That's an amazing gift to the community. I mean, I, I know I'm going to be the MC at the Earth Day at the Expo Center, so I will unfortunately not be able to be there. I would love to be there to hear each of these speakers. I think I could learn so much, uh, even though this is one of my favorite topics. I just finished an eight-week course with the Pachamama Alliance just last night and watched a documentary this morning you know, um, about this very topic. So I, I am always trying to feed my head with as much information as possible, and these all really sound like you know, fresh approaches. So we will definitely share this with the listening audience. We'll put it out on email, social media, and we encourage anybody that's listening to this please share it on your own social media, forward it to a friend. We need to get our best minds to this event so that we can continue this discussion. And I think it is a wonderful title of the conference to bridge. To me, that suggests a bridge from the community into the university and vice versa. I'm not sure if that's exactly the meaning, but it, it sounds quite wonderful. So I really want to thank you for being with us today, Thais. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up? 
No, just again, I mean, you can go to valpo.edu forward slash lead serve. You'll find all the information there under the bridge work tab. Um, and again, we really, we would love to see as many community members as possible come out, um, I think, to support the students who are engaged in these questions, to model for the students who are engaged in these questions. Um, and, you know, there will be a lot for you to take away as well. We will be making um, video of the event available in the week kind of after, um, but there's nothing like seeing it live and being able to kind of ask your own questions to the panel that yeah. we put together. Thank you, though. You answered a question for me that I had forgotten to ask, and that's because I can't be there. Is there any way to listen? So really <laughs> Don't worry. There will, there will be video. Good, good. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, once the event is passed, we'll try to remember, go back and, and link to your videos as well, so whenever listeners might be hearing this, they can kind of engage with this content. Keep, keep the material living. <laughs> so, well, thank you again for being with us, and thank you for listening to another episode of 219 Green Connect.